Hello, friends. This is Taver Lee, and you are listening to Grit and Grace. We are here for soul-level conversations that will take us across the veil in mystical and magical ways. I invite you to leave what you know at the door, open your heart, and receive. If you want to find out more information, make sure you go to moontempleschool.com. And now let's get started. I'm back with the celebration of my 200th episode, which means this is number 201. And I'm covering the 10 most important lessons that I have learned as a teacher, facilitator, leader of myself first and in mystery school and the hundreds and thousands of people that I've worked with, the things that are most important that will help you on your path, whether or not you identify as a witch, a spiritual being, or your belief system, it doesn't matter. These are foundational pieces and practices that I know will have an impact for you. And as always, take what resonates and leave the rest. And if you haven't seen or listened to part one of this, go find part one. And also, if you're listening to this on audio, don't forget that I have a YouTube channel. You can see my face as I'm talking. Join me there. And things are heating up in mystery school. 2023 has been this fast-paced energetic year, as many of you know, and I've birthed some new projects and new ways to be there for you. And one of them is the Spellbinders Club, which I love. It allows me to bring you actual rituals, tools, journal prompts, and, and implementable practices that are very, very, very powerful. And so join me in the Spellbinders Club. It's super cheap. And Check out, don't forget to check out all the things happening in Mystery School, moontempleschool.com. There's lots of teachings for you. There's lots of classes coming up and there is something for everyone. And yeah, so check me out there. And if you're here on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button because I'm going to be posting a lot here as we get ourselves moving forward in more video. So I, I, I gave you five of the most important things I can share with you in the first part of this two-part series. So I'm going to move on to number six. And number six is the continuity of our intentional time on ourselves is important. The most common, I want to say, feedback or thing that I witness across my social channels in mystery school here in this podcast and those that reach out to me is that people get so good after they come out of a course or a teaching or if you've been in temple with me, they feel so juiced up and they have these great intentional times set in their schedule, these rituals and routines that have become habits. And and then something happens that interrupts that pattern, whether it be a vacation, a visit to a family, a trauma, an illness. It could be something really great happens to you, or it could be something challenging, but something interrupts this nice little box we've made for ourselves that we do this work in. And it kind of like takes us off kilter. And for a few days or a week or a little while, we don't have our regular routine of how we do this work. And when that happens, we can... We can feel like it's very difficult to get back on track. It can feel like it's hard to get back on track. Something that interrupts our regular process, our regular rituals, our routines, um, 
can make it hard for us to just like sink back in because what we do is we put this expectation that what we're doing has to be exactly the way we did it before this thing occurred that took us off track. And so then we hold on to, well, it has to be that way. So until I can do it that way, I'm just going to hold off. For example, if you have two hours a day of beautiful ritual in the morning, breath work at lunchtime, meditation and grounding at night, and you've been doing this for a long time and it feels so good and it keeps you in flow and you know all of these great things happen when you put these two hours in the course of a day and you, you, you invest that into yourself, which is about what I do. And then maybe you go visit your family for a week. And it's heavy, dense energy, and you're off work for a week and you come back and you're slammed at work. You've got a lot of things to do and you have emotions from that time and you're trying to catch up and you think, okay, well, I don't have two hours this week that I'm just back to work to do this. So I'll just wait till I get things settled. Then I'll return to that routine. Well, then a few weeks goes by and then it feels harder to actually get back into that routine because you have gotten out of the routine of taking care of yourself, of focusing on your alignment, of your centering. My invitation to you is know that this is everyone. The nice little space that we make for ourselves in our schedule works really great until something comes up and kind of interrupts that. You can return to it in a totally different way. You can take steps, one little step at a time, even if it's 10 minutes to return to your practices, just as a reminder of how good it feels and the change it has in your life when you focus on you and you dedicate space to removing excess noise and find your center. That is such a powerful way to look at it is small steps. And the more you build them up, you'll build yourself back up to a routine that supports this version of you after the interruption of your schedule. The important thing is one small step at a time. Not to put the expectation on yourself, especially if what interrupted your routine had an impact on your body, your field, your emotions. You're different. You are a different version. So what you had set up might not be the same. I remember a student in mystery school, a high priestess, um, was kind of feeling like her routine was hard to get back to. And she had completed initiation and she's a very magical being and she had completed initiation and it was hard for her to, some things had come up and she had gotten super busy and she felt like she had lost her magic because she didn't have the same routine as she had had before. And my invitation to her was stop doing all the rituals, all of them, stop. Choose one thing that makes you feel good when you start your day and start there. 30 days, one thing, 10 minutes. She didn't even make it the 30 days before a new rising ritual came through for her, which is a combination of the rituals she had and the new thing that she did. And it helped her remember why she did the work. And it gave herself grace to not have to do it the way that you did it before, that we evolve, we change our rituals and our routines, even if they get temporarily misplaced, that we bring them back in slowly. So that's number six, super important and very common. Number seven, mm, I love this one. This third dimension that we're in, this human dimension, the 3D, is the place that we are meant to still remain grounded into. 
Even if you desire to travel into the fifth dimension regularly, seventh dimension, eighth dimension, or go into the eighth dimension and do work with ascended masters and archangels and float in various stages of consciousness, because that's what the dimensions are, our levels of consciousness. We are, we are capable of traveling between these levels of consciousness and still being in the 3D human. In fact, I would say that's the point. The point is for us to remember how to travel into these other perspectives to give us the reminder that like eagles uh, eagles view eagles perch view of this three d is having higher levels of consciousness available to us while we are still in the three d and I'll give you a tip. The most powerful way to go into like the fifth dimension as an example is through creativity and self-expression. Whether it's drawing, journaling, painting, sewing, doing something that allows your, your, your creative center to show. And if you think you're not good at any of those things, find something that feels creative to you. So you are the creator of your imagination. Because fifth dimension is your imagination state. Going into journeys and allowing your mind to experience different things clears, clears, and creates and opens possibilities to new levels of consciousness. Your imagination is the key to higher levels of consciousness. Now, if you're listening to this and you're like, I have no idea what you're talking about, (laughs) all these dimensions and various levels of consciousness, I want you to think about the third dimension as the third density. Like the first dimension, the first density is heavy, dense energy like a rock. Still has an energetic vibration to it. It doesn't have any sentience in it, meaning it doesn't have the ability to communicate itself to us in a way that we can interpret, but it can be felt. Still has a dimension. It still has a density. Second dimension are different animals and and inhabitants of this earth that feel our exchange of energy, but also do not necessarily communicate or interact in the human level dimension. Third dimension, that's all of us. We're here. We're, we're in the third dimension. You're listening to a third dimensional being <laughs> talk to you about higher levels of dimension. Fourth dimension up is these states where we are not just in our human body, that we are tapping into the infinite codes that are elsewhere, the crystalline grid, the spirits that are no longer human, the different layers of energies, gods, goddesses, deities that live in different dimensions, spirit guides that are like currently like located in higher levels of consciousness. We can access them by taking ourselves into those levels of consciousness and still be human, still be in the 3D. And the reason why I bring this one up as possible is because there's so much like kind of, I want to say chatter out there about desiring to leave the 3D and be in the 5D. And I'm like, ha cute, but no. We're meant to still be in the 3D while we're still in flesh and blood. I like to make this joke, and I heard it from someone else years ago, and I don't remember if this was the exact joke, but this is how I've interpreted it. And what I say now is that I know in the 3D is where I get to enjoy chocolate. I know in the 3D is where orgasms exist. So even if I'm in playing in higher levels of consciousness, I want those things that bring me joy and pleasure to actually help me reach other, other levels of consciousness, but I still want those pleasures. They exist in the 3D. Number eight, 
Mm. Facilitators, leaders, people that are of service, even if it's with your neighbor, your spouse, your family, or if you work in larger communities like I do, the teachings, the healings, and the medicine that you bring forward are going to work through you first, always. No matter how many times you have done readings for someone else or done healings for someone else, or in my case, teach and facilitate information and activations, every single time it teaches me something first. Always, no matter how many times I've done it. It doesn't matter how many times I talk about the various levels of dimensions or levels of consciousness and teach people how to get into those states, which I do in mystery school. No matter how many times I teach that, every time I teach it, it works me first. I'm like, ah, I'm the channel, which means I'm getting the medicine first, always. So just know that even when you are providing a service, um, a kindness, a anything in service of others, it's going to come through and for you first. Number nine, learning how to provide offerings to the spirits of the lands that you reside on, to the spirits that you work with, to those no longer in human form, whether they've been in human form before or not, such as a spirit guide who has likely lived as a human, so they're here guiding you, or whether it's a deity that has is based on an energetic mythology type of um, energy source that you tap into that weren't necessarily actual humans, maybe they were a demigod, Offerings make a big impact in building this conjunction of your energy and theirs. Offerings are super powerful. And to talk about offerings, so if you give a like a glass of spirits to the spirits or a glass of some type of um, usually alcoholic liquid, there isn't an expectation that it's actually going to disappear out of the glass and they're going to drink it it means that they're going to be able to tap into the energy of that gift and transmute it into something that is aligned with what they desire. It means that you've given from yourself energetic kindness towards something that you feel will benefit them. It's your way of saying thank you and they take the energy from that item. If it's a tangible item, say a watch or a stone, don't reuse that. Don't reuse that. Consider it gone and then give it away or bury it or return it to the earth. If it's not biodegradable, give it away. But just know that the energy taken from an offering that you provide, uh, there aren't even enough words for me to explain to you how important it is to build relationships with those in the spirit world. I recently, during a high magic immersion at my home, made an offering to the fairies outside, a little bit of cake and tea, and it was... I definitely do a lot of offering to the fairies because half of my property is forest and I know a lot of fairies are in that forest. I did this this beautiful offering, but did it quickly without a whole lot of second thought to it. I just offerings are a regular part of my practice. In fact, my home is surrounded by offerings on the ground, inside, outside, all the time. It's just my regular way of being in devotion to my practice and my relationship to those that I communicate beyond the veil with. Uh, when I did this fairy offering, a couple of hours later, a very gigantic fairy walked through my house, came into my visual field in front of other people, basically just said, peace, 
walked out to where the offerings were. And I know that might sound wild. It was wild at the time. I never ceased to be amazed at magic that occurs in my life. But it's it's real. Offerings have an impact. And if you don't have anyone that you work with regularly to give an offering to, just remember that you reside on lands that have been reside that have been owned, probably stolen from another human at some point in time. So these land spirits or land tenders that started or first occupied that space that you reside, give them an offering, even just to the land spirits and say, thank you for allowing me to now habitate this space. And of course, you can include any of your intentions after it. I think that was number nine. Number 10. This is my most favorite teaching lesson transmission to share. And it's that there's always another level. There's always another level. And if I reflect upon myself at the 200th episode and considering where I started and all that I learned in my process of coming fully out of the broom closet and what that experience was like when I embraced the word witch into my life and how much it changed every aspect of my being, there was even a cellular change in my body, my, my skin, my hair, my body changed in 200 episodes, I can look back and tell you over and over again that this is true. This is true for you, for me, for all of us. There's always another level, which means we might have this massive expansion period and we learn or experience something magical like a fairy walking through the middle of your living room and you love it and you sink into the magic and you're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I'm finally here. All my spiritual gifts are aligned. Everything is great and good. And whoo, I'm just going to hang out here for a little while. And then of course we go through this integration period, which is super important to allow this new way of remembering of being in this world to come into our body, into our human body, to allow our mind to process it, to bring it into a neutral state so we're not at this heightened level of excitement or having so much adrenaline go through our body over this magical, mystical way in which we've up-leveled or painful way in which we've up-leveled. There's an integration period. But I'm here to tell you, there's always another level. That's it. As we continue to live this entire experience in this small little infinite slice of time that we're humans, there's going to be another level always of learning. And I that actually excites me. I look at what I already know, how I operate in this world, and the lessons that I've learned, the patterns, the sub, this um, subconscious conditioning that I've overcome to do this work, and knowing where I'm at now, whew, what's next? I'm ready. <laughs> and I say that and then I get a little bit nervous because I'm like, woo, I know saying that oftentimes in this earth school means that there are tests that can come along the way to reinforce what we know to be true. And it doesn't have to be that way. And it isn't always that way, but there can be. So I'm super excited to know at the core of my being in all the humans I've worked with and with myself that there's always another level. It doesn't stop. And you can throw in the towel, of course, at any time and say, I don't want any more levels. I don't want any more levels. I don't want any more peace, joy, abundance, happiness, and love in my life, which I doubt you're going to do. And I hope that if you get to that place that you seek help to get past or get out of the swamp long enough to remember there is another level, there is something on the other side. And this does not discount the fact that sometimes those levels are painful. They are 
but there is always another level. And expressing gratitude for what you learned, taking the lessons into your body. As I've learned this, I'm closing that loop of that learning cycle. So what I experience now is only truly magical, exciting, and expansive is possible too. <sighs> Thank you, Sha, for being on this journey of celebrating my 200th episode with me in the top 10 like most important lessons that I've learned and have witnessed in others that I'm sharing with you. I'm so glad you're here. Make sure you give us a rating and review on this podcast. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe, drop me a comment, find me in all the channels, and don't forget to visit moontempleschool.com for whatever currently tickles your fancy that you want to play with in the spirit world, in the magical worlds, because I am 100% there for you. Thank you, and I will see you when I see you. Thank you for joining us today. On any of your favorite listening apps, we would really appreciate a rating and review. And if you're looking for more information, make sure that you go to moontempleschool.com and you can find us there. 